listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. Wow, here we are. We have got new equipment. We've got some fantastic stuff ahead of us. I don't know. I'm making this stuff up as I go. <laughs> I'm blown away. I'm excited. I'm excited. This is pretty cool. This is pretty cool. Um, Dan O'Drummond. Hey, buddy. Charles O'Toole. Hello. D. Govender. Hello, hello. And uh, yours truly, D.W. We are here for yet another edition of Soccer Talk of the Park, the official podcast of Sherwood Park's District Soccer Association's podcast. I didn't have to. I kind of breathed in the middle. Breathed. Breath. on his cardio. Something I, I have been working on my cardio. Um, I should so stop yeah, laughing then. Episode 17. Wow. 17. 17. We're, we're getting closer to that 20 level. I'm uh, I'm getting awfully pumped for it, and every day we're, and every day are we improving? We, well, <laughs> I, I like to think we are. Well, I like to think we improving. are. Improving um, uh, improvements. Uh, the a subjective is. thing. <laughs> the, the, equipment, <laughs> the equipment's improving. Yeah, technology's <laughs> improving. Um, so yeah, we've got a little bit more equipment here, so we can actually take phone calls and do a couple of extra. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> things we we could throw different sounds in there, and uh, anyways, it's it's a lot of fun. I've been lucky enough to uh, to have us get a, a a product called the Roadcaster Pro, which is a specific podcasting tool uh, that allows us to mix and, and and do everything live and on the fly. So we're trying some of this out. This is the first time, and it's a, it's kind of interesting. I wish we had a photo of this right now because all the lads have headphones on, which in the past we haven't. It's only been myself with the headphones on just to make sure that uh, sounds are working and things. But uh, now I feel too important. How do you feel though with, with the headphones on? I feel like Top a real radio guy now. <laughs> you feel like radio guys now, don't you? No, it's good. It's, it's good. Really good. The sounds are, I mean, we kind of, they're a necessity if we're going to be taking phone calls. You can kind of like hear what you sound like and it's kind of weird, but it's okay. It's, yeah. weird. it's, it's like a live recording. Yeah, it's, it's like it's a different. live recording. It's, it's now you can understand how some of these people, when you hear them, you think, oh, the guy just likes hearing himself talk. Well, yeah, I do. <laughs> 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 and it's, it's because of the headphones. Um, a few topics. We've got a few guests that we've lined up or a few. We have one guest that we've lined <laughs> up at the moment uh, with regards to taking the phone calls. And um, yeah, quite excited about that. He'll come up in the, in the second segment. Uh, that is, as long as he's still around, we've uh, <laughs> sort of delayed and delayed the start of this um, whilst Jimmy ate his oatmeal. And, um, you know, go on. No, go I, on. I got yeah, 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 you had something. I could see it. See it brewing. Hey, listen, <laughs> um, I'm going to tell you a little story. I went to see a concert. You guys have already told you this story. But I went to see a concert on the weekend. It was uh, DW's got a bit of a hard rock background. Um, played in a band for many years. Check out his Facebook pictures. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I used to have hair. <laughs> hair. Since coaching, I've lost all my <laughs> hair. Um, but anyway, so I go to this concert, and it, I have to say it was one of the better concerts I've seen in an extremely long time. Um, it, you know, the lights, the, 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 the sounds, how tight the band was, and then the vocals of uh, the, the band's name is Hailstorm, so Lizzie Hale. Storm, uh, or Lizzie Hale, it, it, her voice was just unbelievable. Um, so when I got back from the show, I actually did a little tweet. Uh, I saw it, the prob- tweet. Yeah. yeah, did you see the tweet? Yeah, that's yeah, right. And I saw that. Yeah, go ahead. Go anyway, ahead. so I, I, I tweeted out the, how much I enjoyed the show, how much I enjoyed the band, and how much I enjoyed her vocals. And 
and she actually responded. And it was, wow. just, it was just basically a thank you mm-hmm. uh, for the comments. And th- th- that leads me into the topic that I want us to talk about is inspiration. Um, as coaches and as people who lead young players, um, uh, us in the room here, they, it, inspiration comes from so many different places. And even just getting a small response like that, from someone of, I want to use the term stature, her stature, her level of expertise in, in rock and roll. Uh, it's just, it just pumped me right up to know that you get somebody who responds to you. And it's like, wow, you know, the, it, it, she's, she's actually a fantastic person from the different reads along Twitter that Do I've seen. Do you know seen. her outside of this or have you I, met her before? I, I've never met her before, obviously. Wow. Um, but Maybe you can be the road manager. No, I, I would do that in a heartbeat. Are you kidding? <laughs> uh, touring, uh, touring North America and the world uh, with rock and roll, that would be fantastic. Now we've but got our membership wondering if our goalkeeping director is going to go. Oh, no. <laughs> the goalkeeping director is sticking around. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I've, I've tried my, my hand in rock and roll and... Uh, you know, it's just, it's a tough business, much like the pro game is uh, mm-hmm. for, for, for us as well. You, you, you're, you're always working for your next gig, so to speak, with, uh, with regards to coaching. Um, but I think my point was just getting that thank you from someone like that who's, you know, touring the world um, was massive. It, mm-hmm. was a, it's a, it was a massive uh, boost to me in my um, my thought process moving forward and just life in general. And Yeah, because you're kind of thinking like, she doesn't need to take the time to no, exactly. say thanks to me and, or whatever. And, and that's the thing I, I think that is so impresses me with, uh, with Lizzie Hale is the fact that she actually talks to her fans and, and responds to them and has, has a real, I don't know, natural, um, what's the word I'm looking for? She just seems to be so connected. She's just real personable, exactly, and is connected. She's connected with life and people, which which you don't see that often. So I'm I'm my my thoughts are in regards to the sport for us. What are some of the inspirations for you? Uh, as far as I, I know, there's been times where I've gone to Europe um, to work with pro teams in Europe, and just the respect you get from them when you step into their realm and they understand that you're a, a coach, whether you're there as someone who's just observing how the club operates or how players operate. Um, what are your thoughts as to inspirations and things that you've done in your yeah. own? I think, I think what you say about, you know, going to Europe and whatnot, it's a different culture over there, right? You're, you're welcome very, um, very much. So when you go over there, whether you're a guest or you're working there, whatever the case is, um, just chatting about it amongst you guys is inspiration. I think it probably starts as a player. I know Charles has kind of talked a little bit about when he was playing. I think Doug Leash was your hero. Is mm-hmm. that right? Absolutely. Yeah, I think it all starts from there, right? We, we don't go into the game wanting to be a coach, right, at the age of 5 or 10 or whenever we start playing. So yeah. <clears throat> I think for me, my inspiration is just really the love of the game in Premier League, you know, having your idols growing up, and then it really mm-hmm. stemming from there. So Yeah. What about, uh, what about D? Yeah, I, I think that I can touch a little bit on on experiences from coaching, really, um, and having just a little bit of, of, of a connection with, with players and then getting some feedback after about how, you know, something that it was said within a conversation or, 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 or a session where it, it changed their, you know, the kids' outlook on on what they wanted to do as a player or, or giving them a little bit of that motivation to to be successful in, in, in their the game of soccer. And, 
And then somebody coming and giving me feedback and saying, you know what, thank you very much for whatever you said to my kid because she was really down in the dumps this week and whatever you said to her, she's just been like, you know, inspired to, you know, go forward. And, and it doesn't even, I don't even know what I said to the kid sometimes. It's just like, you know, you just go there and you give a little bit of tidbit of information to be like, look, just con- continue to go down the path or whatever it is. And 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 they uh, and they they look in with a little bit of belief and, yeah. and gain that little bit of that trust too. So on the coaching aspect of things, I mean, I've been involved with the with the with the game for a long time, and I can even go back to my academy days when I first started off. We have kids with that come in with very very different um, life backgrounds, and and even seeing some of the the kids that I've had to uh, the pleasure of coaching, mm-hmm. you know, sliding in that bad path of you know getting into things that are outside of influences of football and. And having some of those conversations with them and then having them come back three or four years later back to the school and, and being like, thank you very much for, you know, that conversation or that chat you had with me because that was, uh, you know, it was change, it was life changing. It was in a bad spot of my life and, and things weren't good at home. And, you know, whatever you said to me was, was great. So I think that having that feedback was great from, from getting back from players. But, and it's, it's, it's fulfilling as well. I, it's funny with regards to yourself. I, I was actually standing next to you after one of our sessions that we had done. And a mom came across and she was almost teary eyed yeah. when she explained to you yeah. a situation with the, the, the daughter and, yeah. and your conversation with her. Again, probably something that you don't quite yeah. remember. But as a coach, um, you just you develop a rapport right. with players, so there's you're talking with them all the time. So, yeah. to to think exactly of what you had said, but you know, it's, it's maybe tough. But obviously, you said something very you know, profound to this player, and it made a difference in the entire you know a little while. Because yeah. I, I I remember her saying that her daughter was thinking of packing it yeah. in and not playing anymore, and yeah. and. And that shifted her into doing something else. So, yeah, and, and I think I think sometimes it's not even profound, right? If you're giving a kid a compliment within a session or whatever, it might just take that little bit that exactly. she's like, "Oh, my coach believes in me. Like, I had a good day today. I'm going to stick around." So, yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, and I, I, I don't know. I, I just think it's it's something where, <laughs> obviously, being in the business that we've been in for for as long as we have, you you sometimes take it for granted. You know, just the explanations and, and drills or when a player comes up and asks a little advice, you're I, I don't want to say not necessarily going in cruise control and just firing out the random obvious things, yeah. random statements yeah. that, that we all have. But when you take the time to think about the player in general and the situation they're in um, or not in, you know, they may not be it may not be a major situation, but obviously the questions and things they're asking you, how can you? help to shift their thoughts into making their experience and their time frame that much better. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we deal with a lot of, you know, a lot of youth kids, right. We're dealing with kids from nine years old all the way through to 17. And there's a lot going on in a, in a teenager's life. There's a lot going on, right. Especially teenagers. You know, you're, you're, you're a massive, massive, um, impact as a coach Mm -hmm. and, and like you said, it, it could be just down, like Donald said here, it could just be that little thing and you can, and you can switch somebody into yeah. you know, being a little bit more positive in their thinking. It was funny because one of the comments at the concert that we were at, uh, was her just saying to the crowds, you know, 
all are welcome here. It doesn't matter, uh-huh. you know, your ethnic background, your religious background, your sexual orientation, yeah. anything. All are welcome at this show. And it, it was just uh, just an inspiring thing to hear from somebody to, to just put the onus on being a human, you know, and not really worrying too much about think, anything else. Yeah, like I think the biggest thing, and it's kind of stemming away a little bit from inspiration, but you kind of talk about connections, right? And just feeling connected. And if you feel connected to a bigger picture, a bigger team, or maybe an idol or whatever the case may be, right? Yeah. It, it gives somebody a little bit more a little bit more meaning at the time, right? So Yeah, it's 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 just an interesting thing. It's an interesting uh, concept how we as humans, you know, really enjoy. I know us as coaches like to hear, not, not necessarily accolades, but you, you like to have the odd the odd pat in the back, just mm-hmm. saying you're doing a good job type thing. Um, in as much as it, we like to transfer that to the to the players that we coach as well. Yeah. Yeah. Any anything from you, Chuckles, over there? Oh yeah, like uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, man. I, 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 I can get word in edgewise. I was just listening. Well, it was good. No, I, you're getting used to the headphones, aren't you? <laughs> well, I I think like I probably take a lot more inspiration outside of soccer, but bring it into soccer. Like you see a lot of what's going on, like with the kids within our community, and once you find out what some of their stories are mm-hmm. and how these kids are actually coping and adapting with it. To me, I, I take that in, and when I go to each session, uh, I'm committed 110% to it. Yeah. To give these kids the value and the instruction that they deserve, because what these guys could be going through outside of soccer and how they're coping with it, I look at that and I see, you know what? I get more inspiration and drive learning from them and how they've been coping and dealing with situations. Mm-hmm. And I bring that, like I said, into our coaching situations because uh, these kids like put up with a lot, yeah. a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I think when they come to our sessions, they should be treated the way I think I would treat anybody else mm-hmm. in there or how I should be treated. Yeah. So when they come to the sessions, they inspire me to give them the best of what I can give to them. That's awesome. And that, you know what, that's, that's the way everyone should look at it when they, when you're involved in stuff like, uh, whether it be coaching or, or just you're in front of people, uh, I know a great deal of time. I mean, if you look at it from that perspective where you're, you're, you're being inspired, but you want to inspire others, you definitely have to, you just have to be really personal. You have to be that type of person that's, you know, into the connection, into being the human. And see, know. that's that's what I think. Like a lot of these pro athletes are not really genuine. It's like part of their contract. Okay, you got to go and do this and mm-hmm. go to the children's hospital and do this. Yeah. And, and it, it doesn't seem to be that personal touch. It's just part of their contract. They yeah. got to go do it. Yeah. It's the guys I get really inspired from are the guys who do it without being asked. Yeah. They go there. They're doing a lot of stuff, uh, and 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 it's not being. Uh, Publicized or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll tell you a story. Cristiano Ronaldo. I, I think I, I might have heard a bit of this one. Go ahead. Like in the world, he's seen as an obnoxious, egocentric, you know, soccer star. Yeah. But the amount of stuff that this gentleman does on the side yeah. is incredible. Yeah. Like donating like large amounts of money to certain institutions or helping people out privately, this sort of stuff. But this stuff goes un. Unnoticed. Unnoticed. Yeah. But any little thing that he does wrong, 
It's oh, been magnified a thousand times. Yeah, yeah. It, that doesn't make sense to me how they, no. if they can do that. I mean, I mean, I shouldn't say it doesn't make sense to me. It's it's news. It's what makes news. Yeah, it sells media. You know, it yeah. sells media. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, uh, a fantastic topic and something we can definitely uh, touch base on a little bit more as we go. Nothing like being uh, the inspiration for somebody else. And in uh, in Lizzie Hale's case, the, she's inspired me a little bit here to... Uh, rock to, on. To, rock to, on. Exactly. <laughs> There's nothing better than combining sports and rock and roll. I'm Maybe get her this. on the podcast. Give her a call. Well, <laughs> we'll have her on the podcast. I'm sure she's a busy camper anyway. Watch, um, out, watch out all you uh, goalkeepers coming through. D-Dub is in, uh, in a new frame of mind. <laughs> in a new frame of mind. We're all going to learn how to play guitar and sing at the same time as, uh, as catching a ball. But uh, hey, listen, we're going to take our first break. We will be back with hopefully a guest on the phone now that we can actually take phone calls. You're listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. We'll be right back. This episode of Soccer Talk in the Park is sponsored by Icon Experience Photography, the SPDSA's official photographer. All right, we are back live. Uh, okay, but it's not really live. No, what, you want the goat? Don't you have to press record? No. Uh, well, on this thing, yeah, I could. But it's now it starts something new. Oh. Yeah, I, I know. It's 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 one of those Look, things. I'm just trying to understand I'm, I'm the record, new board. I'm recording on this stuff. Yeah, we've got new equipment in here, uh, which we are very happy to be using because uh, it allows us to take phone calls. And who do we have on the line right now? We have Jordan Stewart from the Alberta Soccer Association. Jordan, how you doing? Yeah, doing really well, D-Dub. Uh, just down here in Calgary, working away, and uh, and looking forward to our conversation here. That's uh, fantastic. You know what? And you promised never to use the word fantastic. Uh, I've already used it several times in this podcast, so uh, my apologies. It just seems to be the go-to word. It's the F-bomb of a the new podcast. generation of, of the podcast. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, why don't you give us a little bit of a... Well, first off, we have to say that we use Jordan... Uh, quite a bit. We we throw his name out there because we know. Uh, well, I'll let you explain it, Jordan. How you listen to the podcast, but then do certain things when we just start to banter. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's always good to be listening to you guys. I like to like to try to stay connected in some sort of way and understand what's going on across the province. And and this podcast is great for me to listen to and just kind of hear where you guys are at, what you're thinking, where the district is at with uh, with Shore Park. And uh, typically, I'll be at the dog park with my um, my monster of a dog who who uh, likes to just run around, and I'll just throw the headphones in and, and just kind of mosey around listening to you guys. That's and, all. Uh, and then typically fast forward a bit through, uh, <laughs> through <the> nonsense. <laughs> what do you mean nonsense? <laughs> so sometimes well, you, you know, get about five minutes. Great. There's some great bits, C-Dub, I'll give you that. Uh, there's, there's some other bits that, you know, I'm just like, I got to keep moving. I got I got a few other podcasts on the list that I got to get through. So. <laughs> That's too funny. Well, you know, we'll try and keep it a little bit more realistic for you and, and, and get an actual <laughs> game plan going for you as far as, uh, you know, the product that you're listening to and the, and the interest you might have within the stories that we're talking about. This board's going to up the you know professionalism. Don't, don't just... Don't just cater to me, guys. Uh, cater to the the overall audience. They love it. Keep it going. You mean well, Texas and Nigeria? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Your international crowd should be determining what you guys are talking about. What uh, What are some of your highlights, Jordan, from the podcast? 
Uh, some of the highlights for me have been uh, hearing about the initiatives that you guys are putting into place in Sherwood Park. I think that you guys are doing a lot of great work by the sounds of it, uh, especially in the grassroots side in, in terms of your coach development pieces that I've been following and, and then also in your player development pieces. It seems like there's a, there's a real innovative and, and initiative to, you know, based, based kind of programs to, to make things better within Sherwood Park. So kudos to you guys. I mean, uh, you know, the shots and stops uh, was an interesting program to hear about as well. And, and then also just kind of kind of seeing where you guys are going and where some of your struggles are and, and how things are developing through, uh, through Shore Park. Well, that's fantastic. It's nice to hear. And I've just used the F-bomb again. Sorry. Um, you know what? It's, it's actually nice to hear that from the outside. Here we go back to the inspirational side of things. And when you hear someone from the ASA saying that they're very interested in the, in the initiatives that we've brought on board, um, that makes us feel good and makes us think we're going in the right direction. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that you guys have have taken things to another level, which is great. I think that you guys have got some excellent staff working for, for the district and working in the Phoenix program. And and only good things are going to come through that. So, yeah, really commend you guys with what you're doing. And uh, I'm looking to learn more with, with some of my visits up there uh, this summer. Oh, okay, fantastic. We're going to see you up here in the summer. I've just used it again. <laughs> I don't know. What's, I can't stop. It's just a, just a natural thing to go to. Or something like that. You yeah, you're increasing vocabulary. Yeah, you'll 100% see me up there. I mean, it's, it's an easy place for me to come back to, being from Ardrossan and growing up there, uh, and used to play with Shore Park. So, so it's a place that's, uh, I would say, near and dear to my heart to, to come back to. Sherwood Park alumni, really? Oh, yeah. I am. I was, I was involved in the Sherwood Park Rangers programming uh, back in that that day it was an odd mix. They were called Rangers, but they wore green and white. It was beautiful colors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not great colors, but I'm not beautiful sure. colors. <laughs> Sorry for our friend. Um, wow, thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now you've moved on. You were you were actually now was he working with you, Charles, when when at Nate as an assistant? Yes, he was actually. And the first year I was there, two thousand nine, Jordan had decided to uh, skip that year and come back for the the twenty ten year. And so he was helping out with the team at that time. So that's when Jordan and I really first met and first connected there. Uh-huh. And then once he finished his fifth year at Nate. He became an assistant coach uh, with the team with myself and Jeff Paulus, who's the current head coach of FC Edmonton. And how was that, Jordan? (laughs) (laughs) How long do we have, (laughs) B-Dub? All good, though, eh? All good? You know, know, uh, it was was great. I mean, the Nate program and and being a part of that coaching staff and and in and around uh, great people working at Nate is, is definitely something that I attribute, you know, my own coaching development, my own professional development and, and my own personal development. So, so without a doubt, uh, you know, mentors like Jeff and Charlie have, have definitely had a, a really significant and positive impact uh, on me in many, many ways. Oh, thanks for the compliments. Well, there you go. See, now there's a little bit of inspiration for you. To well, that's make the first you... one I've heard in nine years. <laughs> <laughs> it's because we're live. I was going to say, the compliments to Charlie are few and far between. <laughs> wow. recorded at this point. <laughs> um, so now that you've gone from coaching within the 
you know, the, the college university level. You've moved on to working with the Alberta Soccer Association. Actually, just let us know what your role is within the, the association right now. Yeah, so right now uh, I'm still regional coach for Southern Alberta, um, but with, with a couple of structural changes within ASA, uh, I've taken on the player development portfolio province-wide. Um, so within that comes little pieces of, of coach education that I help out with, uh, sometimes some grassroots uh, visits or some district outreach as well, getting into some outlying districts and, and helping them out and helping their programming uh, try to take off and, and really provide a great experience for the players in terms of a, a developmental point and and also just in terms of an experience point and just keeping them active and retaining them within the game. That's awesome. Uh, and uh, you've got some programming and things that are that are coming up. We, we happen to notice uh, a, a goalkeeping element or component that's coming up. Um, Tanya Singfield Singfield is going to be running a program now. Is that is that a is that a combined CSA ASA thing? And maybe if you know a little bit about more what's going on, if you could just sort of fill us in on what that is going to entail. Yeah, of course, Dub. Um, what what's happening is Tanya Singfield coming out to to run a bit of a goalkeeper education and goalkeeper coach development uh, session across three centers in Alberta. And, and this is not something that happens every single day or every single year. So we're really excited to, to be partnering with CSA and bringing Tanya out here to deliver these these sessions. Uh, she's going to be doing uh, a session at NACE on May 23rd. Uh, she's going to be down in Calgary at Inland Athletic Park on May 24th. And then May 25th, she's going to have a session in Red Deer, as well, and and we're integrating her within the Western Canada Summer Games trials as well for both the the boys and girls teams. So she's going to be an invaluable set of eyes there, as well as double dutying and, and helping to develop local coaches in Alberta here, just trying to tie in that CSA mandate of better coaches equals better players, and that's something that ASA is really moving towards as well. Well, that's great. It's it'll be interesting to see how the uh, I know I've registered to go to it, uh, being a bit of a goalkeeper guy myself. So uh, it'll be interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, oh. <laughs> you know, I've I've done it for a few years. Hey, what are your thoughts? Uh, you give me a hard time now, all of a sudden. Well, I've just recently taken it up, just in the past weekend. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So apparently, apparently, Charles is going to be a goalkeeper guy as well coming up here. So um, that'll be interesting. <laughs> that, that is something I would pay money. I <laughs> uh, like to hear that. Um, now, you were also instrumental towards the end of the. Oh, I'm, I'm trying to think of what the program... I guess it's like the winter training program for the U13 and U14 age groups. Um, it just, you know, the Alberta team groups. Um, where do you see that going? Do you see it going? Uh, I know you and I have actually discussed this a little bit in, in, on our own, but uh, just thoughts on any sort of planning or, uh, or where this program may be headed. I know with the... Uh, the what is it, the PDP? Is that mm-hmm, what it is? Mm-hmm, the, yeah. the the new um, the new CSA driven high performance leagues that'll be coming into the different areas. What are, what are your thoughts on where this will lead for a provincial type program? Great question, uh, Jaron. We get this, or I'm getting this question a lot from a lot of different angles right now. And we're having a lot of discussions internally about you know what does that program look like with a standard based league coming into Alberta. 
Uh, does it complement it? Does it fade away? Does the program change? Does it integrate with the CPL clubs? How, how does it work? How is there equal opportunity for both the girls' side and the boys' side? Uh, and, and we're really trying to figure that piece out right now. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an exciting time to be involved in the game in Canada here with the CPL just starting up. I mean, I watched the, the Valor and Pacific game last night. And, and it's a it's a decent product. I mean, the, the quality was, was good. Uh, the fans were out. And, and there's a real excitement around the game ahead of, ahead of that and ahead of the 2022 and 2026 World Cups coming up. So, uh, you know, we're trying to adapt internally through ASA with the, with the changing time and the evolving landscape and trying to figure out what's best for the players um, and, and what's actually needed for those players in those age groups, the 13s and 14s especially. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that sounds fantastic. And I guess it'll be, oh, my God, I have to stop saying that word. You do a bet with Charles or something? There has to be. You know what? I think we're going to need one of those cattle prod things like goat, like, uh, like goat boy. Remember that in Saturday Night Live long ago? Guys in the background with prods. Every time he said something or did something wrong, they'd zap them. I think I need that. Um, that's, that's definitely a, a great way of, of going through it. Obviously, some time is going to be needed to uh, work through some of the programming to see, like you just said, what direction to actually take it and, uh, and move forward with these age groups. Like, if there's a league involved that, that makes things uh, a little bit easier to at least find players... Well, like, like I'm thinking too, like it's a great program to start at because now with the CPL being in place now and the amount of Canadian content that's demanded by each team, it's given a great opportunity for these kids to progress their game. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt, without a doubt, Charlie, the, the opportunities now for Canadian players are, are going to be, oh, I almost it. said it, they're going to be very, very good. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's teams across the country now uh, there's going to be expansion teams coming in next year and into 2021. So it's going to grow. People have got to get behind it. They've got to make it sustainable. And we, we've really got to try and integrate those clubs within the local player development piece. And Because at the end of the day, uh, clubs need to be developing players. Um, Absolutely. And then like a, a, shout we, out, a shout out to Inter as well last night. Like uh, Jose Hernandez uh, scored the... One of the goals for uh, for Valor? No, for Pacific. He scored the goal for Pacific. Oh, okay. So there's another local yeah, we, boy for here in Edmonton. Exactly. Yeah, great to see you know Edmonton players starting to to contribute in a professional sense and starting to get opportunities within that uh, within that realm because uh, you know Charlie, when when you were growing up and and I was growing up here in, in Canada, there just wasn't much of a system built around the professional game uh, that was actually sustainable and could actually encourage players to, to have a dream and to strive for that and to, to really try and make a, make a go of it. So it's, uh, it's a different landscape and, and we're trying to, to both react and anticipate with, with what's happening and, and trying to be really strategic in, in the services that we offer through Alberta Soccer so that it's, it's of incredible value for, for those players and for the coaches involved. I agree. Yeah, it's, uh, it was very, very brilliant to, to watch that match yesterday and, and to see uh, the youth coming through, with the, even with the Pacific side. I was, and I agree with you, the quality was great. And our, the FC Edmonton side as well, too, very, very, you know, Edmonton-based you know, players. And, and it's nice to see that that we have that option in our country, don't you think? 
oh, it's amazing. I mean, I'm I'm really excited to watch on Saturday, uh, if I can, the the cavalry match and the FC Edmonton match because both squads here in Alberta have, have put a, a concerted effort to really try and give local players a chance and to showcase them and to to put them in the shop window that hopefully they get sold on and and they move on to to bigger. Uh, better leagues across the world, which ultimately will help uh, everyone involved in Canada soccer. Yeah, Jordan, I think when you look at this 10 years down the line, it's going to be a great opportunity for a platform for kids to go, you know, whether it's the CIS route or it's the collegiate route to uh, the CPL and then to the MLS and, and further. So I think it's great for kids. I already have, we already have kids in our programs that, you know, they're starting to, they're starting to say, wow, I can really, I can play professional soccer here now. And like, it's a different landscape than, than when it was you and I growing up for sure. So it's exciting times. Well, yeah. 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 Sorry, Jordan, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, yeah, it's great. Dan. And just, just try to try to reinforce that piece. Yeah. Well, I I give kudos to to Jeff Paulus as well. He stated right from the start, even before he got this position and when he was running the Academy, that he would always look to promote local talent. And right now, he just made another signing uh, yesterday, and they now have 13 players from around the Edmonton area here who are now part of that squad. My signing wasn't supposed to be released yet, so it wasn't. No. <laughs> what do you mean? It was. It was on. Uh, it, it's been. It's on social media. Yeah, you're talking about Easton, right? Yeah, you're talking about Natal. I made a little joke. I made a little joke. Thanks. Play the goat sound. On we go. Sorry. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) You know what? The uh, the intriguing part about that is is it it shows such different routes too that players have taken to get to these levels. I mean, uh, Easton was never a part of the FC Edmonton Academy. No, and and took a while to get going with uh, with the U of A, and and he was absolutely electric last year. Um, top goal scorer goals for fun in the league right so he uh, it, it just shows that no one's path is exactly the same that because you're in a provincial team one year you know you cannot be the next and, and development just isn't linear there's up down there's sideways there's backwards there's, there's all sorts of directions that players go so so we're we're really trying at ASA to, to develop a, a good support strategy to track more players for longer and, and to try and provide opportunities for players to actually excel in whatever sense of the game and whatever sense of the word that is for them and to just provide opportunities for them. Yeah, and for Easton as well too. He started the preseason with Calvary, right? So he was drafted in, in by Calvary and, and you know, got, got an offer in from FC Edmonton. So it was, it was nice to see that uh, little transition too. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And and I couldn't, couldn't be happier for... For the boys out of Edmonton, I mean, working in the academy there at one point with with Charlie and with D-Dub um, and, and trying to help them progress. I mean, the only option for them at the time was to make the first team. And if they weren't getting a look in the first team, they had to try and figure out an option overseas or, or get into a university or college somewhere in North America. And, and now it's just showing that it's okay if you don't make it into one CPL squad. There might be another one there that'll scoop you up and, and give you a chance, right? So it's it's great to see for young players. Yeah, fantastic. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, and on that note, Jordan, we're going to let you go and uh, let you grab your groceries. Um, you know, don't linger too long in the... Uh, cereal aisle i don't know i'm just <laughs> i'm just bantering um thanks for being on though and and hopefully we can do this more often and uh have you uh, be a guest with us on uh, the lovely podcast well, here he'll be up on the 23rd so 
Yeah, it could be, Thursday. Maybe we make it live when you can actually come in here the next time. You know, you know what? I would love that. Uh, anytime you guys want to have me, it's an absolute honor to, to be on the podcast and, and to chat with you guys and and just keep doing what you're doing. It, it seems like you're putting out great programming for your your members, and uh, and I would encourage people to to just stay active in the game and and to just enjoy it because. Uh, that's that's the root of it. If if you can't enjoy it, you shouldn't be doing it. But just whatever you do, don't go play hockey. Awesome, <laughs> awesome Jordan. Thanks again. We'll uh, we'll let you go and uh, and I'll go, I'll give you a shout a little bit later and we'll we'll chat some more. Okay. That's great. Thanks so much, guys. See you, buddy. Have a good day. Thanks, buddy. All Thanks, right. Jordan. See you later. Bye 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 bye. Yeah, that's great. Nothing better than having uh, you know uh, being able to take phone calls. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> More than anything else, it's uh, it's it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, oh my gosh, <laughs> I, I'm going to start slapping myself. Where's that cattle prod? <laughs> okay. Listen, we're going to take another break here. Uh, you're listening to Sherwood Park District Soccer Association's Soccer Talk in the Park. We'll be right back. This episode of Soccer Talk of the Park is sponsored by Icon Experience Photography, the SPDSA's official photographer. And we're back at it. Yes, we've been talking an awful lot today. We had uh, Jordan Stewart just finished up with us. Uh, we did a little, a little inspirational thing, a little mixture of rock and roll and soccer. And uh, speaking of inspiration, ah, yes, the Champions League. That's oh, where we need the theme song so, coming in. Say that again? That's where we need the Champions League theme song going yeah, on right now. I don't have that with me. That, that'll be a sound effect that we start to work on. <laughs> I'm still you in know. shock, Instead by, of by the, the way. It's <laughs> the usual sound effect. Still in shock. Honestly. Still in shock. Well, I mean, here we have it, kids. You have Dan O'Drummond, Tottenham fan. You have Deagle Vender, Liverpool fan. And then there's Charles. <laughs> but, no, I, I mean, we're all fans of football. And just the unbelievable twists and turns of these matches. Let's start with the Liverpool one. Uh, it was just crazy. I mean, to come into a game at uh, Liverpool Stadium, 3-0 for... Or no, it was it was they were down three nil. Yeah, yeah, they were down three nil from the first leg. Whoever says soccer is boring, you guys are out to lunch. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have no clue. Yes. Oh my word. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. You know, s- second string lineup really in, in the front line. You're missing two of our, tr- our top strikers, Mo Salah out, Firmino out. You come into the match with, um, you know, Divac Origi, who has been an absolute stud over the course of the last, you know, th- uh, three four matches. You know, scores the the winner in in the Premier League, comes in, scores two massive goals, and then a substitute comes on. He's on for nine minutes, scores two goals. Oh, unbelievable! Yeah, that sub was choked at uh, Klopp for not starting him yeah, too. Genie. He had a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, Genie wasn't having uh, have having. He was really upset that he he started every Champions League match up until this uh, this last one here and. And he came out firing. It's unbelievable. Well, I mean, that's a good thing because I mean that can go one of two ways. You can either come out firing like you say or you can just be like um pack i've already packed it in you didn't start me i'm packing it in now mentally well uh, is, is that Klopp maybe getting inside his head a little bit well that's totally clear. like maybe it makes him more motivated knowing that he can do the job so knowing What's, he's coming in at halftime it's funny my yeah. brother's a, a big liverpool fan and he said that there was a quote after the game that Klopp went to him and said you're my secret weapon and said like on you go right so you you unleash a player that's got a chip on his shoulder want to prove a point yeah 
He's hungry. Yeah. yeah. I think it goes right back to what we talked about in the earlier the podcast, all about inspiration. We're, you know, you're 3-0 down. You're in that dressing room. You're going into your Champions League uh, second leg. Yeah. You know, you just watched Man City play the, the night before, and the, and Vincent Company scores a cracker and, and uh, puts another dagger into the, the Premier League title dreams. And all you have is is you're 3-0 down against Barcelona at, at Anfield, and you, how are you gonna? How are you gonna get your squad motivated? And I think uh, there was a there was a nice clip on Instagram with Dejan uh, Lovren and it said that what the manager said to us in in the dressing room had us all going. And if anybody had watched that match from the word go all the way until the final whistle, they were on it, pressing the ball, getting after Barcelona. Uh-huh. And as soon as that first goal went in, in the sixth minute, you could you could tell, like you could look at the Barcelona players' faces after we scored that first goal, and. You can tell that they they were not they were not in it. It's like they never well, reacted. Well, I mean, never. it's the part that killed me was I mentioned was telling you the story just a little bit earlier, Dano. But uh, it, it, before Liverpool scored, there was literally a three on O for Barcelona yep. on the on the keeper, yep. and instead of taking on the keeper, the guy who had the ball. Uh, or, or, or taking a, sh- a strike, he passes it. Yeah, he passes it to Messi, who in turn could have had a crack at goal. Yep, and they tried to know, walk it in. Then they tried to, yeah, exactly. It was another little tippy tap, and and boom, they've lost the ball. It's coming back the other way. Yeah, like that would have that was it. If they had scored that goal, it was over. Yeah, I, it's it's incredible. I still I in the moment when when it was happening and. Um, even now, you know, if you, you know, it's, it's, it's an incredible, incredible feeling. Like, you know, I mean, Graham Dixon, shout out to you out there in, in Liverpool right now, man, are you having the time of your life? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> he sent me a video about of him in a pub in Liverpool. Oh really? Yeah. Blaring. You'll never walk alone. And it's, it's unbelievable. Wow. Can't see a thing in the pub. It's as dark as can be. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that atmosphere of Anfield. Okay. If, if you haven't been, if anybody is going to watch and go to Europe to watch a game, if you've ever been to Anfield, I've been there before. The atmosphere of that, that stadium is second to none, you guys. And to, to see the scenes right after the match where, you know, the whole entire squad, the substitutes, the ball boys, all like locked arms, uh, you know, Mo Salah with his never give up t-shirt on yeah. and, and in front of the cop singing, you'll never walk alone. It was amazing. Yeah, it was, it, was, uh, it, it was quite the match and not to be outdone the next day. Oh, oh. you have the Tottenham game. And Spurs blade? <laughs> yeah. And all I could envision was Dano curled up in the fetal position when we get into that extra time. You know, you know what? I, it was a weird game. It was a weird game. I mean, down, down first, first goal conceded in five minutes and then 35th minute was 2-0. And I kind of felt a wave of calm come over me because I thought there's not going to be heartbreak. This is how it is. Like we're down 3-0. It's away from home, 45 minutes. Yeah. Maybe we can get back into the game, but there's not going to be heartbreak. Yeah. Like we had a good run. Mm-hmm. And then I'm in this. WhatsApp international Tottenham group. Don't ask me how I got into it. It was a friend of mine. <laughs> anyways, um, I'm in there and it's it's been going off all day. And I just made the comment that I'm like, we have to break the game into break the half into thirds. I said we have to beat them one nil in yep. every 15 minutes. And yep. we got a goal in the 54th minute. Um, we scored a goal in the 54th minute. And I thought, all right, well, we got 20 minutes to get the next one. Try mm-hmm. and get the next one with 75 at the 75 minute mark. Yeah. And then Lucas Moore steps up and gets one like three minutes later, kind of exactly like the one yelled yeah. Like it mm-hmm. was 54, 57th or 56, 59th. And I yeah. thought, we have 31 minutes to, 
to win this tie. And I was smiling because I'm like, we're going to do it. Just, you know, it's the sense of the game, the yeah. sense of the occasion. You could tell. For sure. Just what was happening and, and really the patterns of play. Todd was having tons of possession. I'm like, we're going to do this. I was quite confident. And then Ajax is a class team, though. They had a couple of great chances, hit the post, and I thought, oh, we are walking a fine line. <laughs> 75th, 80th minute, and I thought, okay, we got to get one more good chance for Tongan. So I don't know if you guys have seen it or the highlights, but for Tongan, the six header, yards out, yeah, mm-hmm. flicks it on, and he's there. I jump up, and then it falls to his feet, and I'm like, he's going to do it. And I'm like, that was our chance. I thought, I don't want to see that ever again because that's going to always be the chance of what if. <laughs> and then it came, and it hit 90th minute. I was still coming back and I was in a huge Irish pub, but it was like, I don't know what end of Calgary. And there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of people in there. There was yeah. one guy watching the game and two young guys in the back. Yeah, an Irish pub, there was nobody in it? Yeah, I know. Wow. In the middle of the day. On a t- <laughs> middle oh, of the what's day? It? What's going on? <laughs> what's going on with the yeah, Irish? Helpful, over. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I kind of thought, I'm like, okay, well, it, it, it's, it's, it's done. And I'm only saying that to like, you know, temper myself when the final was goes. Yeah. Oh, all right, but... And 94th minute happens, corner kick, and, you know, commentators, the keeper goes up, we miss it, it's over the bar, the fans celebrate, uh, the commentator even says, you know, that's it, that's it for Tottenham, that was the last chance, and you think, okay, it's done. Yeah. And I kind of can't recall the goal, because it, <laughs> it, it, it happened, I, don't, I had to watch it on replay to see exactly how the build up, because the goalkeeper wasted time taking the goal kick, got yeah. a yellow card, yeah. sent it to half, got knocked around, I think to Sissoko or son, lofted it forward to Lorente. Then Delhi had a great touch and Mora scored. De- and Delhi's I, touch was sublime. It yeah. was, man. It, it Absolutely was. sublime. Yeah. yeah. He, he put it in between two players. Just with, a little with flick. His, with a little flick with his yeah. back. back 100%. Under his face. Of his foot, How yeah. did he even see that the player was in there? I don't yeah, even there's know. no room for error. That, oh. that, that hits someone's foot and goes out and it's about to go for throw and game's over. Yeah, And Lucas sure. Mora scored that. I got off my chair. I ran. I screamed. People said they heard me in the back. I'd... <laughs> and I, I wasn't happy, though. I was in shock. Yeah. Like, I, I truly wasn't happy. I was like, did... That just happened. I couldn't believe it. So your brain couldn't actually adjust to what happened, but your body was like, woohoo! Yeah, <laughs> more or less. I don't think it hit me until this morning I woke up and I was just smiling all of a sudden. I'm like, what's going on? So I'm on cloud nine right now. I never thought I'd see Spurs in a Champions League final. So that's and now it's an all-England final. In Spain. Yeah. All-England final. In Spain. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. In Madrid. And so now, okay, stepping beyond that, now we have the Europa happening. Mm-hmm. And for everyone yeah. who's going to hear this, you know, obviously this podcast is going to have happen and those games will have already been played. But um, yeah, it's uh, no, they got another hour to go. Yeah. It's, it's a one o'clock start. Yeah, it's 1230. Yeah. So it it's not one. on yet. It starts at one. <laughs> another hour? It's a one o'clock start. Okay. Half hour. We're looking at 38 minutes till kickoff. Yeah, there, there you go, boys. <laughs> Look at Chuckles giving me a hard time, man. We could lambaste you right now there. Celtic boy. But we won't. Hey, um, they won the league this week, or was it uh, again? A couple of months ago, yeah. Again? <laughs> well, let's see. It's, it's, no, I won't go there. Well, actually, I'll go there. Go. I saw a post on Facebook where someone said, I think Celtic won the eighth league title in a row. And then it was like a form, and they said, um, Oh, he's saying 10. Jeez, it's not making this any better. Record. <laughs> and someone said, like, oh, you know, it's a classic. What if Rangers or Celtic are no more? So Celtic came in the Premier League. And I didn't click on the thread because I'm like, I'm just going to read too many funny comments. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll just say someone put maybe a youth team, you know, this uh, could get in there. So we'll just leave it at that. We'll oh just be very politically God. correct on that one. But oh that's God. too funny. But anyway, the, the Europa's happening um, and and. You you have a possibility of another two English sides. Yeah, and when I saw being this, in the final, when they pulled the draw and everybody was on the opposite side, and it was the semis, I thought, I just said, could you imagine if it was all four English teams in the final? Like that oh. would be insane. 
That'd be crazy. Where's the Europa being held, the final? I think someone said it's Azerbaijan, I think. I don't know. Maybe Probably like Google Maps. Yeah. Let's really? just hope Chelsea doesn't, has paid attention to the last two games. Yeah. They got a 3-1 lead right now going in. That's Arsenal. Arsenal. Arsenal's, Arsenal's, Arsenal's got a 3-1. 3-1 lead. Yeah. So yeah. make sure they're paying attention to those two games. Yeah. Yeah. You know, worst case scenario, just make sure you're set defensively. <laughs> Not giving away too, too much. Yeah. I mean... Uh, like you can see it, home fans can change everything, right? Like in the Liverpool game. So I mean, Valencia could get back in that one. I think I definitely think Arsenal's a favorite. I think Chelsea's yeah. a favorite to go through. I think the only uh, difference between the, the Champions League and the Europa League is that you know it was out of Tottenham's hands. It was out like it was. It wasn't in a, in Liverpool's hands. It wasn't in in a Tottenham's hands. Yeah. It's, you know, Arsenal are three one up on aggregate. Um, Chelsea's one Chelsea's one, 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 one at home. They've the got team. the away goal. So I mean. It, it's it's almost like a different uh, preparation for the teams, right? Like, y- y- you know that that um, you know Chelsea have you know they're the they're in the the same kind of uh, spot as like our Ajax is like, oh, do we go after it? Do we not go after it? How's the preparation? Well, with uh, Tottenham and Liverpool, you know that those coaches are like, we got to go after it. Like we have to we have to put everything out there. So it's yeah. a, it's 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 going to be interesting to see. Yeah, I think he. I think even Spurs landed on. Danny Rose had an interview after the game and said, like, you know, our, our manager mentioned what Liverpool did 24 hours ago and take that. Um, I also saw another interesting piece that Harry Kane's in the stands, right, and he's injured. Fingers crossed that he's back for the final. And I guess he came in at halftime and just ripped the players apart, like not ripped them apart individually, but just said, like, you yeah, guys need to be better. Whole. Yeah, they, like yeah. Trippier said, like he ripped us and said, like well, you need to be better. Yeah. Oh, so, I saw him running on on the field after. He doesn't look hurt. Yeah. Oh, it's our secret weapon. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just uh, the final so far away right now. I'm just happy that we got June first. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, and we forgot. Well, you might hear the podcast by then. <laughs> <laughs> I know we didn't mention, but um, the Trent Alexander pass on the on the corner kick mm. for the for that final goal oh. was absolutely world class. One of my favorite things kid. I've seen. Yeah. Did you see it? Oh, this, I, I'm the sorry, I lost the game I'm, winner. I'm, I'm thinking. Ahead I think, of I think it was a set play. Yeah, yeah, I think that was totally. Cor- yeah, the corner kick was fantastic. It was, yeah. it was so awesome. Yeah, and it was a tough finish. Like credit to Rigi. Yeah. Like, the ball was bouncing oh. on him, like, but it was. I just like the fact that he sort of walked away and then came back to yeah, it. Right it was up. unbelievable. It was I. It's obviously right off the training pitch. Has to be. I don't know. In order for the one guy in the middle to know that it's on its way. Mm. I don't know. You know, you know or, you or, hear or some of the comments. To, at least to look to see. Oh my God, it's coming in. I, I just think he was just aware. I honestly just thought he was aware. But what? talk me through that because I don't think. Oh, I didn't Shakiri see that one was, live. Shakiri yeah, was coming Shakiri, over. Yeah. But he would have been an in-swinger. And Barcelona wasn't like on their penalty spot. Marked they were up. walking they, out. No, they they were, were walking out. Because Liverpool didn't have anybody. Origi uh, was the only guy, he was in, the the only guy in the box. Inside. And everybody else was kind of. They were, so they were slowly going up to meet sauntering, them. coming, coming in, in. And, and whatnot. I think. I don't know. Because, was, because he started walking away from the spot waiting for Shakiri to come up. Yeah. Everyone was just, oh, okay. Walking was, away, yeah. and then he, he just had a quick look, ran back, and hit it. But it it, it's funny because I feel like with set pieces, it's got to have some indication because if Barcelona were set up, you know, half man-to-man and half zonal, there would have been some guys already set up zonal, right? There would have been yeah. someone on the front six or whatever the case was, the front post on there the six. There was two guys. There, there was two guys there. Well, I saw well, PK was there. PK then, was there. Yeah. And then they had a guy kind of like almost coming for the following Shaq as Shaq was coming in to take the, to, to take the corner kick. Yeah. And then the ball just went in between them both. And I thought there was two guys in the box. I thought yeah, there was there a guy was. close to Origi, too. Yeah. Like, close, but not really paying attention. Top of the yeah. six, there was yeah. two. He just whipped that ball in. With pace. With pace. Yeah. That finish. I mean, the goalkeeper was still clapping his hands as the ball went past him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ter Stegen wasn't ready for it. Yeah. I've been, I've been disappointed with some of the goalkeeping, though, as well. Really? 
Well, I mean, you, the, the the goal they scored on. Um, I, I want to see if it's Ajax's second goal or first goal. But um, your our favorite, Mister Larice, Larice was was poo. He's just where he's standing. He's he was too tight to the post, and and honestly, he's a half step was in the, the right position. The second one that got whipped into yeah, the side. It's the mesh? one that was side met netting back mm. post. Uh, from where he was, he's going to have a couple blunders and he'll have a couple worldy saves too. It's just kind of comes to the territory. We, you and I have had that conversation yeah. about Larice before, but uh, yeah, I mean, suffice it to say, it's, I, it's it'll be interesting to see. I think the big thing though, like you see from the semifinals, regardless of it being our team, is just like the genuine raw emotion that comes out. Like when you have the manager of a team that's on the field on his hands and knees, and then he's crying. It's just like, because his dreams have been met, right? He's, cha- he's going to coach in the Champions League final. Like yeah. it's, it's unbelievable. And the amount of middle-aged men that are probably on this WhatsApp group that have shed a tear or two in the last 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, I shed tears for other reasons. But <laughs> <laughs> we won't get into that here. We'd need another uh, couple of hours to chat about that. It, it's been exciting. It's been absolutely entertaining. And, you know. It's been one of the best. Yeah, like, it's, it's, been, it's been unbelievable. And the, going back to the Europa League, the interesting thing, if it's Chelsea-Arsenal, Arsenal are going to want to win that because then they get into the Champions League with a with a win there. Oh, so yeah. that's a huge, the, 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 huge, huge, huge yeah. for sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, for a neutral watching these games, oh yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. pure hundred percent entertainment. Yeah, big time. Yeah, and let's hope this Europa. We're 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 about to pack it in here for this uh, edition of uh, Soccer Talk in the Park. Anyway. Um, so let's just end it there. From Dano, from Charles, Thanks, from, from Thank D. Yeah, I'll see you guys there. You know, hopefully everyone will uh, be listening to this show and uh, give us a shout out. And hopefully uh, Jordan doesn't turn it off after his segment. No, I can't. <laughs> well, he's a United fan. So oh, maybe, maybe, maybe you'll just listen to his segment only. <laughs> don't you think? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I hope that uh, Lizzie Hale from Hailstorm listens. You know, you I, could, I could I could use it. I'm going to tag her. <laughs> and we'll, we'll see what she says. I'll have to, you know, preface it like, oh, yeah, you guys are in the first, uh, the first segment. So I think you need a goat sound in there. <laughs> no, why would I have a goat sound in there? That's just terrible. Anyway, from all of us, uh, thanks for listening. You've been listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. We'll see you later. You've been listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. 